so welcome to our to our service. I want to thank you. Thanks to Paul for um, sharing that Bible reading. That was great, and it was a it was a whole chapter, so <laughs> it was an effort. Um, and so can I just get people to just show or wave their sheep that they made? Those at home, you can do the same if you have any. So yeah, I like the fact that they are all unique. That no matter who, what your sheep it looks like, it is different to someone else's. That means we're all special. We're all our own little special flowers or our own little special sheep. So thank you for participating and, and harnessing part of your inner child this morning. Um, so the reason why I had people decorate or, or create or draw sheep was um, we are entering into doing a mini-series on the lost parables. So this morning we are talking about the, the parable of the lost sheep. Um, and so to introduce the parable, instead of me just standing up here reading it, I have a small video to watch. The video is not working. Okay. Meanwhile... I'll do a song and dance up here while we wait for technology, as always. We've had a few little technical, technical issues today. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, while we're doing that, um, I'm just waiting to see if I get an indication. So, yeah, I will continue on when the video is ready. Um, so, some of you may already be familiar with the parable of the lost sheep. Um, some of you have heard it or read it many times over. Some of you may have delivered messages. Stories of the Thank Bible. you. The lost sheep. This is Jesus, Hey-o. who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He healed many people from their sickness, performed many miracles like calming storms, and even raised people from the dead. Jesus taught everyone about God's love. All kinds of people would come to hear Jesus speak, including tax collectors and people who made bad choices. This made the Pharisees and Jewish leaders mad. Ugh, yuck. They didn't think that Jesus should be around these kind of people. Hmm. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he's found it, he will joyfully carry it home. When he gets home, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Oh, everyone, come here, come here. Celebrate with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who returns to God than over 99 others who haven't strayed away. So if you weren't familiar... That is the parable of the lost sheep. And so Jesus used these stories, these parables, um, 
to teach people a truth about God and his kingdom. But you might be thinking, what does the story about sheep have to do with me and my life? So let me break the story down in three questions. The first question being, who was the shepherd in the story? Now, this is where I'm going to ask for audience participation. Um, I'm actually asking you the question, who was the shepherd in the story? Who does the shepherd represent? Feel free to shout it out at me. Well, Jesus, yes, I'm hearing a Jesus. Well done. They're not, trust me, these aren't going to be trick questions. <laughs> They're going to be, the answer you probably most forefront in your mind is, think is correct. Um, so yeah, the shepherd is Jesus. Um, Jesus even calls himself the shepherd. In John 10, 11, it's a record of him saying, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. He also has a conversation with a woman in Matthew 15, 24, where he tells her that, um, he tells her that, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. So we can, we know, and there are many other scriptures that refer to Jesus as the shepherd. And so we know that in this story, Jesus is the shepherd. So the next question is, who are the sheep? So, I'm asking you, who are the sheep? Us, yes, I see some people pointing themselves. Us, yes, we are the sheep. Um, let me, uh, scripture says in 1 Peter 2.25, Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you've turned um, to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. And it, so, that's New Testament. Old Testament even says the same in Isaiah 53.6. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. So I think it's pretty clear, and scripture backs us up, that we are the sheep. That us individually is the sheep that went, got lost, but humankind is the sheep that got lost. So, because we all, every single one of us at one time, have strayed from the path that God has set for us. We've all sinned. Um, that, that straying from the path is, is the Christianese term for that, is sin. So we've all sinned. We've all disobeyed God. And we've fallen short of his um, perfect glory. Which makes the final part of this story pretty amazing. So my final question is, and it's probably not a simple one word. What does the shepherd do to save the sheep? Ooh, crickets. Well, luckily, let me read, let me read the scripture of, of this, um, the, this passage. So, as the cartoon showed us, now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the Lord muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous pe people who do not 
see the need to repent or who do not repent, need to repent. So we can see through this story, the shepherd Jesus goes out in search for the one who was lost, in search for us. And when he finds it, when he finds us, he doesn't berate it, he doesn't punish it. Instead, he picks it up and carries it on his shoulder back to safety, back to home. He takes on the burden of the sheep on himself. And while he does it, he rejoices in the sheep being found. That's what Jesus did for us. He went out. He left heaven. He came to earth to rescue us. He took on the burden of our sin, of our wrongdoing, the fact that we strayed from the path that God set out for us. And he did that. He chose to do that. And he rejoiced in doing it. So Jesus was eating and spending time with sinners. He was actually spending time with people like you and me. People who weren't righteous. Jesus doesn't shy away from people who have sinned. And praise God that he, did, that he doesn't. That he leaves the righteous to their own, to seek out the lost and bring them back into the fold. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were unhappy with the company that he was keeping because they didn't think that they were good enough. They didn't think that a teacher should be cavorting or spending time with sinners. So he used this story to explain to them how important it was to God to reach out for those that are lost to reach out to people like you and me. So where do we go from here with this? How do we pl- apply this parable to our lives today? We need to remember first that God loves sinners, but he does hate sin. That's something we need to remember and keep in mind for our own lives, that God loves us, but he, doesn't hate, he, but he hates it when we sin. His grace has taken on the burden and the shame and the punishment for our sin. It's not an excuse to go out and sin more. It actually should be the impetus for us to try and focus on him and try and and turn our lives and live the way Christ showed us that we should live. And it can be so easy for us to compare ourselves with others and believe that we are better because we think that someone else's sin is worse than our own. That's what the Pharisees were doing. They were looking down their nose at the people around them that they deemed were sinners, saying that their sin was worse than the sin that the Pharisees were committing, the sin of pride. And whatever else, I don't know those Pharisees personally, so I can't judge on exactly what they were sinning. But the fact they did not have the humility or the understanding to actually see the value in the other people around them kind of tells us something about them. We're called to be Christ-like in everything we do. So we also need to be searching and reaching out to the lost, to the sinners around us, our friends, 
our family, our neighbours, the person that you walk past down the street. Yes, they've all sinned. But yes, we are no better than them. We just have the love and grace and compassion and mercy of Jesus Christ. I find that very humbling that, that Christ, despite my, my sin, despite my failings, despite my prejudices or whatever, he still chose and called and saved me. I find that amazing. So this morning, I asked you to make, create, decorate or draw your own sheep. The reason for that is that I want you to use this as a reminder this week. As you leave here, remember that that you were once lost, that Jesus came and found you, that he carried you home. And while he did so, he celebrated. He rejoiced in your finding. So we're going to go into our response time. This is an opportunity for us to just pause. Remember what Jesus did for us. Remember the sacrifice that he made for us. And just contemplate on what it means to have been saved. I have a few response questions that if you feel led that you can use to help direct your thoughts. Um, feel free to write your responses on your response cards or for those that are connecting via Zoom to, to, um, to send a message to us in chat. So response questions are, are you feeling lost or far from God? Do you feel like that you've strayed away Jesus is our, is our shepherd. So what thoughts or feelings does that actually invoke in you? And also I ask you to spend some time praying for someone in your life that is lost. So we're going to have some music playing during this response time. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs>